This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hey everybody, it's your girl Claudia Jordan. Oh. It's Wednesday, and we are back with a brand new episode of. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Hey Al. Yeah, we can hear you. We are here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, get you something to drink because we got this hot tea for you, fellas. What's going on? What's up, Q? How you do? Oh wait, let me give you an introduction. Please welcome Funky Dineva. <laughs> oh, you put a little extra shoulder into that. Hey girl, how your feet doing? Foot. Man, they all bandaged up. Are you so amazed? Me and Claudia got the pleasure of going out to eat the other night. I took her to one of my favorite places, Coconuts in Fort Lauderdale. Her and her bad feet, but we had us a good time and ate good. Correction, they were bad feet, and now they are cute feet because they got fixed. Oh, you got your corn shaved off? I got surgery to remove my coins from Dr. Wagner down in Hollywood. And um, the procedure wasn't that bad. I've been putting it off for many, many years. And uh, now I just have to heal. And I am on pain meds right now. So excuse my face, but I'm going through it. But it's first week is, is the worst. But yeah, it was good to hang out with you. Oh, I think we have a picture of us hanging out, too. We did they, they showed it. We had a good time. There we are. That's us in the car, honey. Claudia paid the bill too, honey. She rich. She <laughs> real rich. She paid for the crabs. We ate crabs. We had, li- well, I had liquor. We Clam. ate crabs. And she ate clams. Claudia real rich. <laughs> Are you funny? <laughs> and we actually had some really good conversations. And we maybe co- we going to work together on some things. We're we going to do some things. We did. All right. And Al, I, I know we have some technical issues. Are we- can we hear you, Al? Can you hear us, Al? I can hear you. Can you hear right, me, me now? Yep. Let me give you a proper introduction. Please welcome right. brand strategist that finally got his audio together, Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? What's going on, Claudia? You know I'm traveling. I apologize for that. But you know what? I kind of felt some kind of way when I saw that picture. Oh, of Chad, don't start. You know, I was not start. a little jealous. And you could have came on. to Miami. How y'all going to have fun without the... Without you could have came to Miami. Front t- front di- Frontier doing $60 flights. You could have came. <laughs> or you could have flew for $40 like Boosie. Don't start. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I was... I came in a couple days early because I wanted to enjoy some of the sun. And, you know, I was glad that I was able to see Q. And, um, you know, then I went to... How are your your feet? Um, They hurt when I walk around. I'm not supposed to be walking at all. Like, I got to just keep my feet, like, up on a pillow and just let it heal. But, man, when I tell you those coins are gone, it was a huge difference. And anyone that's been insecure about their feet, if you want to know where I went, just just send me a message on DM or I'm going to post the journey, the process, and the before and afters. And I'm going to tell y'all this, on Housewives of Atlanta, they doctored my foot up to look worse because my doctor was like, they don't look like this. I, don't, I said, I know. He had the picture. But anyways, it was good times and it was good to see you, Q. And um, Al, you have That's to come out there next time. We better maybe do Vegas sometime. I've been saying it. Like, we, yeah. We Vegas. yeah, Vegas. I get a lot of um comps because of, well. Because you anyway. got a gambling problem. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. All right, y'all. We have a lot to talk about. Um, let's get into it. Uh, 
So tonight, uh, I'm still stuck on all the news outlets. Let's talk about the the out the uh, election outcomes. What do y'all think about now that uh, Warnock and Herschel Walker, I like to call him Herschel Walker, are going to a runoff? What do y'all think about this? It's completely ridiculous. You know, yesterday I had to bake 12 cinnamon rolls and I ate six of them just to combat the depression between Florida messing up the thing. We we voted back in DeSantis and Marco Rubio. And then I just knew that uh, Georgia was going to come through. Then Stacey Abrams didn't win. Then I was like, I, I just know they're going to vote Raphael Warnock in that Herschel Walker is not going to get this thing. And then for that to happen, um, uh, Claudia, I just have to turn my TV off and watch House of the Dragon just to keep from being depressed. That's the God honest truth. But, but I'm, I, it, it was sad, but in the, on the positive side, you know, it was really going to be an uphill battle for Stacey Abrams. The last time around, she only lost by 55,000 votes. And also, DeSantis only lost to Andrew Gillum by a similar amount. Like, they were close races before. But since then, the Trump party and the MAGA crap really generated that, the hillbilly demographic. I don't know. But it, it was a tough race. But we are still in the running. It's close, but we are still in the running. And I think Warnock will definitely pull it off in the runoff. Oh, am I frozen? No, <laughs> no, you're good. Al, what do you think? No, I agree. I agree. You know, I the, the interesting component of all this for me was early on in the polls, both Walker and, and was losing, right? And I felt comfortable. And I think I went away for like maybe two hours to work out or something, only to come back to see this dead end tie. I just thought that that was very sad. Um, and I want to know who was able, what demographic was able to create that shift, right? Was it because I've, I saw this morning on uh, MSNBC where Simone Saunders talked a lot about the black male voter. And I'm wondering in, the, in this, because there was a divide between Warnock and Walker, who really created the shift in the initial polling? Because in the initial polling, Herschel Walker was losing. That's what caught you know, stands out in my mind. The other thing for me was I just once again, I at the time that I was watching Stacey Abrams was ahead, but two hours when I came back, she was back behind again. So I don't know, something's going on in the state of Georgia that's just not comfortable for me. And I can't wait to see how this Walker Warnock thing um, settles out. So, some states, they count the early votes first, right? So they be, I see these mm -hmm. huge Democratic leads and then they count this day of voting and then that tends to lean Republican. So that's kind of what that's about. Um, also, Beto O'Rourke did not win here in Texas, and he did so much work. He was like, he went door to door. He went everywhere to see. And I, it's disgusting that the city of Uvalde, where the massacre happened, voted for uh, Greg Abbott, who said it could have been worse. Let me so tell you something. And I'm finna say that people ain't gonna like it. Them damn immigrants and them damn conservative Caribbeans down here in Florida stay messing up the thing, okay? I, mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. I don't know why they vote the way they vote. I don't know why they vote against their best interests, but anything to not be Black is what everybody does in this country. So between mm -hmm. them damn immigrants and them conservative Caribbeans, we got work to do. 
Speaking of being black, though, we do have some good news. Wes Moore, the first black governor oh, of Maryland. Maryland, and he is, I see presidential potential all over him. Shapiro sure, of, of Texas, I mean, of, of, of uh, Pennsylvania, another strong, like, you know how we've been kind of weak as far as Democrats? Super, like, strong with the shits, kind of, and I can see, man, put them on a ticket, a young, fresh Democratic candidate, uh, ticket, I'm with that. We got, and we have a lesbian woman, First time winner of the governorship of Massachusetts. So it's a lot of diversity. We did, you know, there's some bright spots in us. As well. <laughs> Massachusetts eating coochie. Massachusetts, <laughs> we are very liberal in New England. Yes, honey. Eating coochie bumping sushi in the back of my Mitsubishi, honey. Yes, what Laurie said. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. All right, y'all. We will definitely be covering the uh, upcoming runoff between Warnock and, and Herschel. I do think that he's not gonna win the runoff because he doesn't have the big election to back him. No one wants to vote for Herschel. I know, I know, again, like, there'll be no motivation. All right, we got to get into the Saturday Night Live is getting backlash on Twitter after the announcement that Dave Chappelle will host an upcoming show. One person tweeted, I love SNL, been a fan all my life, but having Dave Chappelle on as host is not the move. You can have your first non-binary cast member ever and then book a proud and open transphobe. What a disappointment. Someone else tweeted, having Dave Chappelle host SNL again is a slap in the face to trans people, including one of their own new cast members. What the hell, Lauren? Are SNL fans overreacting? Uh, Alice, go to you. What do you think about this? Um, you know, I think it's kind of very hard for me to kind of say if they're overreacting because that's their experience. And some fans just feel that what he said and how he said it was was just disrespectful to the community. This is the thing about Dave Chappelle in this particular show. Dave Chappelle has always pushed the envelope, number one. Dave Chappelle has a very strong relationship with SNL. He's had that relationship from 2016 when he did the, the after the election in 2016 around Donald Trump. We know that, that SNL has also used him behind the other elections in 2020 and now behind these primaries here in 2022. So they have a reason for bringing him on. Um, the other thing that I thought that was super interesting was he was just there at the writing studio. He was just there with all the writers and all of the talent going over him um, being a part of the upcoming show. And, you know, some of the writers have said after that that they're going to boycott. However, none of the talent is boycotting, including the transgender cast member. So you tell me, where does the rub lie? Is the rub between him and the transgender uh, cast member who represents the transgender community? Or is the rub between a few disgruntled individuals that don't didn't like what he said? Okay, Q. They didn't leave Dave Chappelle alone. I mean, it, it, it's just a wrap at this point. He did what he did. He had the Netflix scandal. Y'all can't cancel a man that's non-cancelable. If you don't like him, don't go to the show. Don't buy the tickets. But leave Dave Chappelle alone. Dave Chappelle has not done anything wrong. And quite frankly, we need more people like Dave Chappelle who are not afraid to stand up against cancel culture and say what they mean and mean what they say. Dave Chappelle is 10 toes down and how he feels and what he feels. You can smell Dave Chappelle 10 feet away from where he's coming from. And either you watch or you don't. But leave the man the hell alone. 
I think he's kind of look the the outrage is kind of proving his point. And I'm like, what did he say exactly that was transphobic? Because I think we need to get out of the the lane of the belief of when you say the word trans or you talk about the community, that automatically means you're transphobic. And I think that is a very lazy and weak argument. Mm-hmm. I don't remember any hate speech from him. I do remember, however, him really going to bat for his trans friend. Mm-hmm. Um, was it D- Daphne? I think her name was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and actually. Some people say the harassment from her own community by going on Twitter and her saying Dave Chappelle was not transphobic and people harassed her to no end led to her possibly committing suicide. So let's really get into it. Was he really transphobic or does he talk about the community? And no community is immune from from, from, from criticism. And I think you you can't sit here and you can talk about every other person, but then we say anything about your community. It does not mean we hate or he hates your community. I remember being critical of, of Caitlyn Jenner one time and hearing that I was transphobic. No, I had an issue with that specific person. And that, I think it's uh, no, tr- true. There is a lot of abuse, but let's not overreach. I, I don't I don't believe I, I don't know. Also, I couldn't with a conscious mind. We're in this wave of cancel culture and we're seeing that they're trying to cancel a lot of men of color, specifically black men. We know Kanye. There's a reason behind that. We understand they're also trying to cancel uh, Kyrie. Um, and, And I'm just not going to stand by and let someone cancel Dave Chappelle, who spent 35 years in this industry, um, building his career, being able to have these types of partnerships and do these type of specials with Netflix, some, you know, one of the largest streamers. And also he brings the ratings. I just don't think that it makes any sense. And I'm not going to support another cancel another black man. Especially when I think the allegation, you know, what? I'm going to have to ask some of my trans friends what they think if their feelings were heard about this. Funky, I know, have you had this conversation? No, you know what? It's so funny. I think that white liberals' feelings were more hurt than the trans community was, to be quite honest. I I, I don't think people are tripping over this Dave Chappelle situation this this deep. Okay. All right. Well, we will definitely keep y'all posted if there's any new uh, updates for this. All right. You know, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we have a lot more show, including the Iowa teenager who escaped police custody and got caught and got returned back. We'll be right back with more TGIF after the break. Okay, soulmates, welcome back to the show. If you're feeling the show, just show us some love in the chat. Please hit that like button, give us some flames and some thumbs up, and uh, please hook us up. All right, y'all, let's talk about this story. This is a crazy story. Piper Lewis, the Iowa teenager who was convicted of killing her alleged rapist, is now back in custody after escaping an Iowa corrections facility a few days ago. Now, Lewis was a sex trafficking victim and was 15 years old when she confessed to killing 37-year-old Zachary Brooks. Lewis was ordered to pay $150,000 in restitution to her alleged rapist family. Now, her record would have been expunged had she finished her five years of stringent supervising supervision under parole. Piper is now 18 years old. What do you think about this story? And do you think that she deserved to be in prison and pay these people in the first place. Q, what you think about this? Listen, in the grand scheme of life, $150,000 is not a lot of money. And don't get me wrong, she was sex trafficked, but when you get away with murder, how to get away with murder, when you get away with murder by the skin of your chinny-chin-chin, you got to follow the directors, mama. You should have kept your house, arrest device on. You should have took your ass to McDonald's or Chick-fil-A and had your ass in the house by 7 o'clock. I mean, that's just the way it goes. And to see... 
that she did this, it, 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 it really is messed up. And, and people are going to want to throw the book at her because she's a black woman. And I, I don't know. I, I just hate that she resulted to this. You know, you guys know that I, I've worked in this industry of sex trafficking on one of, job, one of my job assignments where I worked with the FBI as well, as well as Homeland Security. And this story is just super sad and it's also super unfortunate because let's just break this all the way down. It happened when she was 15, but because the judge offered her deferred judgment, the judge was actually saying to her, listen, because of your circumstances, because you were sex trafficked and because it was against your will and because people did very bad things, things to you, what we're going to do is we're going to take away the possibility of putting you in jail for 20 years because it is a maximum sentence for what she did, 20 years, and we're going to back up off of that and we're going to put you on probation for five years. And if you prove us right that you are not a threat to society, not only will we drop the charges, but we will also expunge it and it will never show up on your record again. Now, this is where it gets extra interesting because we know that her past math teacher, um, I think his name is Ms. Leland started a GoFundMe account for this young lady that has now amassed a half a million dollars, which was to help her pay her court fines so that she'll have a cushioned life to live with the remainder, which is $350,000. This young lady single-handedly has tossed all of that out the window because she felt uncomfortable in the women's center that she's in. And now she's faced with two additional crimes, which one is charged with escape, which is a violation of her probation. And she also has the ability because of her deferred judgment to now go back in front of the courts in November and be sentenced as an adult. This is sad. This is unfortunate. And I just hope the court has leniency on her and reteach her what this opportunity really means and she needs to get it together. They would never do this to some white little girl that got raped or got sex trafficked. And yeah, we can say she did kill a man. But I, we've heard of cases where man catches child molester of his daughter and murders and they get a lenient sentence two years or they don't really get as much time. I mean, the circumstances around this, can you imagine you get away from your sex trafficker or you, you kill them after the abuse they've done to you as a 15 year old and they have the nerve to tell you, you got to pay $150,000 restitution. Would, would you pay like, I mean, but listen, Claudia, we can't make this a sympathy cry for her killing the sex killer. Like, she got away with that. As far as I'm concerned, she got justice for that. She didn't go to prison. She didn't get the electric chair. That, that, that's completely separate from escaping from confinement and cutting off your monitoring bracelet. That's premeditated. That's intentional. You already knew you was on papers. Like, mama, I'm trying my hardest to defend you, but I, you're not even giving me anything to work with at this point. Right. And then remember, she's 18 now. So and a, a lot of the things, a, a lot of the elements that protected her before may not protect her so much now. So that's the part where someone really needs to sit down with her and say, hey, look, regardless of how you're feeling, this is what the possibility is on the other side being an 18 year old. I feel y'all. But none of this would have happened had the sex trafficker not started this process, this chain of events. And I'm just, looking, I'm just looking at the humanity side of this, like, like I always do, you know, like the law, we know what the law it is, what it is, and they, they use their discretion. But you're minding your business. Something happens to you. You defend yourself and you, yeah, you, of course, what happens after that, I feel like is a direct cause of what they did to her. I don't know. I still feel for this girl. And, and um, I can imagine my rapist saying, I have to pay you 
your family now. But I feel you, yes, she broke the law. They didn't make her cut her bracelet off, though. I well, mean, the system, like, I mean, she didn't make the sex abuser traffic her. Like, I, 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 I agree. But again, when you know you got that thing around your ankle, you got to be in the house before the sun go down. Like, come on, girl. I, I, my argument is she shouldn't even have it on her in the first place. I, I agree, too, but yeah. it's on there. I'm sick of it because they, you know, when it's a little white boy, oh, let's not give him any time because we don't want to ruin this young man's life that committed a crime. And they throw the book at us. All right, y'all. <sighs> okay, in other news, Chingy is responding to how he was affected by Sydney Star's false claims about him, them having a sexual relationship. Remember that was back in 2009? We'll take a look at this clip from uh, Chingy's interview with Vlad TV. I was about to stop taking pictures with, um, with homosexual individuals because I felt like they may try to do something like that. But then I said, you know what? Everybody else ain't did nothing to me. I ain't gonna do that because I, I got fans that's homosexual. And I don't, I have nothing against them. Why would I stop taking pictures with them for what this individual did? Okay. Does he have a point? What do y'all think about this? Whoever wants to go first. I mean, I don't blame him. You know what I'm saying? He experienced the trauma. And Sydney Star ain't S H I T. You know what I'm saying? That's been Sydney's whole claim to fame. Um, from the moment she did this with Chingy up until present, that exposure culture, that shock culture, that, uh, I, I mean, hell, even now she's on baddies. She ain't even a cast member. She just showing up wherever the bus is, getting beat up, mm -hmm. um, trying to be relevant. What she did to this man is irreprehensible. Is that the word? Reprehensible. Did I say it right? reprehensible. Yeah. Don't ask and, me and, about and, payments. I don't know what you're saying right now. And, 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 and it's just not nah, girl. You don't know the vocabulary, girl. And it's just, it's just not cool. I mean, this man literally lost his career behind that. It's not like it's 2022 where things were a bit more accepting. She single-handedly ruined this man's career and she's um, probably going to vacation in hell for it. Okay, Al, what do you think? You know, it was so interesting because when, when he explained that he was about to stop taking pictures with homosexuals because, you know, he was afraid that they were going to do something, that resonated with me because I remember in my time um, doing red carpets and hanging out, there were, and we talked about this on the show, there were individuals in the entertainment business who, although they were cool hanging out with me in the lobby and having a drink or hanging out outside of the public eye, when we got into the public eye, they didn't want to take a picture with me or they didn't want to be seen next to me because of the rumors that surrounded me at the time so i that totally resonated with me the other thing was you know he had a good career in 2003 and when this when this came out it definitely hurt him and it was based off of a lie that she tried to backtrack and she has apologized but that's not good enough this incident even pushed this man in my opinion to leave the rap game remember he went to go practice to be a black hebrew um what do they call it a black he a black hebrew israelite because he was trying to reconnect to his purpose and figuring out the rap game figuring out this whole rumor that ruined his career this was just sad this was just sad and it was unnecessary 110 percent i don't know Sydney Starr left a comment under the Hollywood Unlocked post. She said, let me live. I will never be able to move on from this. I made an apology video years ago on World Star Hip Hop. I'm going to be sending the video to you all. Um, let you live. Sydney, you, you, we cool, we cordial, you know, when we see each other. 
But there are repercussions of what people do. And I think people don't think about that when it's a bigger celebrity. They think, oh, you rich. Oh, let it roll off your back. There are real life consequences to what people put out there, especially false narratives about people. And I think that's really wrong because, girlfriend, you wouldn't want that said about you. And I just feel like people need to start putting themselves, start putting themselves in other people's shoes. And and no, an apology doesn't make it go away because I remember Chick. Chingy was canceled. Now there's people in the chat saying he wasn't really popping like that. He was felt flopping anyways. That's your opinion. But this absolutely affected his career because it was like an ill thing. And I remember people looking at him like, oh, he messes with Trent, you know, and that's how people would shame each other, oh, shame men, right? And, and, and put that stain on them because it wasn't the way it was now. People forget how big of a deal that was to get slapped with that label. So Claudia, you know, a good question for me here is, why did it work? Because it appeared to me that when this came out, everybody was favored. Everybody believed it. You know what I'm saying? It, it to, the was, point, it, to the point that it canceled his career to an extent. Why is it that when someone, especially a black man in the entertainment industry, why is it when anyone accused him of having a same sex relations of some sort, we automatically believe it? We say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I believe that. Yeah, he because we want to. And what, what is the because we want to because, because we're non-evolved in our thinking, because because the church, because how we raise, because it's salacious, because it makes good gossip. And especially during that time, this whole trans thing was new. You know what I'm saying? So you know what? It was it was more fun to laugh about it and spread the rumor than to sort through the weeds and be like. You know, is this true? Is it not? It was fun gossip. You know what I'm saying? And that's why people indulged in it. It's mm-hmm. such, it's no different what than the average person on these blogs in the comments has no problem believing the worst of the worst. And then mm-hmm. you don't ever see breaking news, such and such booked the new series, breaking news, such and such donated a bunch of backpacks to these kids. That's but not fun. You, it's, it's not. It's not interesting. So we, and, and most people that are home commenting on the pages, I hate to say it, Seeing a celebrity that they deem more successful than them, richer than, than them or whatever, doing bad, it almost makes some people that are miserable feel better about their lives. So it, it just spreads like wildfire. Oh, they're not, they're not so good after all. It's, 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 rat, it's, it's stank, low vibrational human behavior, I guess. You know. I love that low, bri- low vibrational. We yeah, still talk about it. <laughs> oh, speaking of low vibrational, Russia, very low vibrational country. Okay, uh, we have an update on the Brittany Griner case. It's been reported that Griner has been moved from a detention center outside of Moscow and is now being sent to a Russian penal colony to begin serving her nine-year sentence on drug smuggling charges. Griner's legal team released a statement that they don't have exact information on her current location or her final destination. This is super sad. They're saying she's supposed to start be hard labor in these camps. Uh, what are your thoughts on this update, Al? You know, it's 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 starting to to make sense why um, her wife was super concerned the last time she talked to her wife. Um, and now now it's making a lot of sense to me. I think Brittany Griner knew that this was coming down the pipe and that there was going to lead to this point where that she was not going to have contact with her lawyer or with her wife. And she shared that. And that's why her wife probably did that that one on one interview. I think this is a call on the U.S. presidency, the, the, the current leadership, that they've got to step up and they got to figure out something and a way to get this young lady back to the United States. 
Biden did have a press conference today and he did address this actually from a reporter. He said that they are in talks and they've been in talks to get her out, including a few others that it's not off the table yet, but it's not up to Biden, to Russia. Q, what you think? You know, it, 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 it is definitely unfortunate. And guys, I don't want my sentiments to come off like I'm, I'm non-supportive of Brittany Griner. I, I, I totally am. I just don't know what you do as an entire country with somebody like Putin. I mean, do we do we do we totally put national security on the line or do we sacrifice the few for the many? I, I just don't know what to do in this situation, but I definitely think it's sad. Nine years is definitely a reach for her having a, a weed cartridge. Um, and I'm just praying for her. This could not have happened at a worse time, too, at the very beginning of the war and when the U.S. is yeah. back in Ukraine. Yeah. Well, we are praying for you, Brittany Griner, and I hope that some miracle happens where we can get you out of there. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back with more TGIF after this. Make sure you hit that like button in the chat. We appreciate you. All right, everybody, welcome back to TGIF. You know, we talk about credit here and being able to pay a lot less money for things if you have good credit. Now, charging higher interest is how banks make more money and they take a lot more of your hard-earned money if your credit score is just okay, but not great. Now, ScoreMaster, the new science in accelerating credit scores puts you in control of your money, not the bank. Now, say your credit is 700 and you're borrowing 500 grand to finance your home. Well, starting at ScoreMaster, you could save over 75 grand over the life of your loan. Now that 75 grand is your money, not the bank's. Now that's the genius behind the ScoreMaster three-week rule, especially now with these soaring interest rates. I think they're at 7.5 now for, for a mortgage. Now, no matter your credit score, before you apply for any loan, auto lease, or credit, start at ScoreMaster. Now it only takes a minute to get started and you could add 660 to 100 points in about three weeks, that is major. Listen, life has enough regrets. So don't add paying high interest rates to the list. Visit scoremaster.com slash T for your special seven-day trial. Again, your special seven-day trial is waiting at scoremaster.com slash T. We'll be right back with more tea and more laughs after this break. Welcome back to TGIF, over 4,000 in the chat. Make sure you hit that like button. Now here's something you might like, y'all. I love a deal. I love a bargain. I love a buy one, get one free. And this time the baby is offering uh, that rate for his tickets for his show, low ticket sales uh, after, you know, it's happening in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. And again, like I said, it's buy one, get one free and check this out. The venue has a capacity of a whopping 1300 people. Oh, hell no. Ooh. So what does that say about the state of his career? If you do oh, buy one, get down. one free. He's doing damn bad. Well, you, you, you know what's so funny about this? I'm used to gays standing up. I'm used to women standing up. I mean, but when you got your black male constituency just not messing with you, I mean, that says something. When you had a... Claudia, listen... I could get a thousand people in the room, okay? And my booking fee only 2,500, okay? <laughs> I can get a thousand people in the room. So you mean to tell me I'm doing better than the baby right now? That's a hard fall from grace. <laughs> that's not only a hard one, Q. I was thinking, what kind of voodoo doll were you playing with, Q? Because that's this is probably the fastest rise and fall 
of a superstar that I've witnessed in my lifetime. You know what? So, but the sad part of this is that he is still not exercising any type of humility or remorse. Like after, you know, this story ran, he went on Instagram stories and pulled out all his jewelry as to say, look, it don't matter. Y'all can talk about me all you want, but I'm still rich. But this is the thing that little baby, the baby doesn't understand. Your record sales is not going down because it's your music that is bad. Your record sales are mostly going down because big corporate is no longer putting the machine behind you because of your fuckery. That is why your career is going down this going down the drain. And if I was him, I would change the campaign if he wants to be even known as 2023 comes into play. I think celebrities, I think we need to get back to a place where you don't do your own PR and you stay off social media and you have a publicist handle things for you and they could do damage control and crisis management. Because I feel like some of these people are their own worst enemy, running their mouth, doing stupid antics, showing your jewelry. Oh, I'm good. I remember him saying how rich he was and he's good. Listen, there are basketball players that used to make two, three, four hundred million that, that went through two, three, four hundred million dollars that are broke. And I know you ain't making that kind of money. Uh, there's a whole list of them. You can go ahead and Google them that, that you know, that you will run out of money with these habits you have. But buy one, get one free. And first of all, a venue that's 1,300 $1, people, I produce plays and write plays. 1,300 <laughs> seats is too small for one, a, a Claudia Jordan production. Exactly. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and this is the baby. I think it's this is this is standing room is where the thirteen hundred. So I'm trying my best to figure it out. I he think does arenas. He that's a in- church. That's right. he, he Dottie Peoples. He down at the church. That's that's past the appreciation numbers. <laughs> like that. That is not the baby numbers. I, th- there is some hope in this that you know, you know how I always say we're in a race to the bottom. Maybe the tide is turning. The consumers starting to get sick of it. Maybe things will start turning. I know we have a long way to go, but that's... I mean, I wish we could really do a deep dive on why he has truly been canceled like Chrisette Michelle and not others. Like, people just legitimately woke up one day and were like, we're not messing with him. Yeah. I think it probably started because he, he after he didn't show remorse, after the derogatory comments, and then after meeting with this whole Panhellenic council, he still was like, screw you. I just feel like he became a liability for the record label. And the record label is saying, okay, if this is the route that you're going to take, you have to do it by yourself. And that's why he's not all over the radio anymore. That's why he's not all, his, his touring is down. That's why everything that they used to do for him, they've taken away. And it's showing drastically. These popcorn celebrity rappers, I'm sorry, microwave popcorn celebrity rappers, we're starting to see if you don't have anything to stick, then you can easily go away and disappear. And he, you know what, he in in that vein, that, you know, kind of that genre of rap, he's pretty, he's talented. He's not, he's a good rapper. He was that dude for like a year, like he was on everything. And to see, mm, all right, y'all, we'll, we'll keep you posted. All right, y'all, Transportation Security Administration agents at a Florida airport recently intercepted a handgun that was wrapped in a plastic bag and stuffed inside a raw chicken. TSA officials said the gun was found at a security checkpoint at the Fort Lauderdale International Airport, and they posted the following message on their Instagram page. We hate to break it to you here, but stuffing a firearm in your holiday bird for travel... <laughs> It's just a waste of time. I guess it meant waste of time. Waste of time. Ah. Right. This idea wasn't even half-baked. 
It was raw, greasy, and obviously unsupervised. Okay, so they was here for this. They was with the shits. It's unclear if the gun was loaded or if the gun's owner will face criminal charges. Okay, this was crazy. And um, we went through TS. Um, 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 that's the carry-on bag, I'm thinking, right? What are your thoughts? And have you guys ever tried to sneak anything uh, into an airport, anything in or out? I, I have, but I'm going to let y'all go first. What, what, y'all, what y'all think about this? So, you know, I was messing with Mexican cartel daddy one time, oh right? My God. <laughs> and I did a trip from... <laughs> I did a trip from Medellin to El Paso. <laughs> no, I'm lying. But I did make a mistake one time and got through TSA with a screwdriver in my book bag. I was able to leave Miami and I got to Atlanta with the screwdriver. When I was leaving Atlanta, coming back to Miami, they found the screwdriver in my in my book bag. And I was like, you know what? Y'all, TSA, y'all, y'all are faulty because I got here with this screwdriver mm-hmm. in this book bag and no alarms went off, whatever the case may be. And they ended up taking the screwdriver out and throwing it away. But I, this is my question. I know cost of living high. I know chicken high. But who is traveling with unthawed turkey? <laughs> like, it's one thing that the turkey wasn't even frozen. Like, who is traveling with unthawed turkey? turkey and what in the hell is wrong with your SAT score that you thought sticking a firearm in a turkey somehow was going to disguise the firearm? Look at that. You know, it's so funny, Q. Uh, it, it's, it's not uncommon uh, for people to travel with raw food, including turkeys, because that is allowed. That's one of the things that you are allowed to pass through TSA. Now, you are right about the ST, S, SAT score to think that you're, that that gun is not going to get picked up. But you know what? This particular person was going to Haiti. Another thing that we know is that uh, the Florida, it was at Fort Lauderdale Airport, and Fort Lauderdale Airport has had this huge uptick and individuals trying to pass firearms through the TSA and it's in the state of Florida in general Q I don't know what's going on with your with your with your state but the I don't state live of in Florida. Florida I live in Miami <laughs> the state of Florida actually has the largest number of incidents like this of, of people trying to figure out ways to smuggle their turkey um, I mean, to smuggle their guns, and this one was loaded. So back to your original question, Claudia, I have tried to smuggle one my colognes. I've tried to smuggle my colognes. So, you know, my colognes are really expensive. And so one time I realized after it had gone through that I had packed like a $500 cologne, the bottle of cologne. I was just like, she was like, uh, you can either check it, you got to go back and check the bag, or you have to toss it out, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> They put me my bag back out, right? I don't know what I was thinking, actually. So when I got the cologne, I got the cologne out and I put the cologne down in my pants. And so I was like, okay. At the time, y'all, it worked in my head. I put the bag back through TSA and tried to walk with the cologne in my pants through the um, the machine. It didn't work out. And they caught you. <laughs> it went off it went off on me, so you know they made me throw that cologne out. After. Oh, man. Well, oh, I don't want to give y'all any um, ideas, but I was bringing back some weed from someplace internationally. And I remember, the you know, the black gel pro-line, the black gel you use to get your uh-huh. edges down? Uh-huh. I, this, I put it in a plastic bag and put it at the bottom of the gel and made it right on through. Oh, wow. 
Good now, idea. if y'all get caught trying to do this, soulmates, don't say you got that. Well, God. listen, when you travel with your weed, you're supposed to put it in a Ziploc bag and put it in a Noxzema bottle because the dogs can't smell the weed through the Noxzema. <laughs> don't, ask, don't ask me how I know. That's just what um, weed trafficking daddy told me. So well, does, the, does this does it in um, aluminum foil not work anymore? Because you remember back in the day, you used to put it in aluminum foil. I never know about aluminum. You never did that. I'm I'm not sure about aluminum foil, but I know if you put it in a ziplock and put it in Noxzema, you could get it through the dogs. Or coffee. Now this has been a new edition of uh, TGIF's <laughs> drug smuggling tips, ABCs. And let me tell you one more, my homegirl. I got a homegirl uh -oh. down here, down to the bar with a Honda Cosby. Y'all met her Puerto Rican mommy. She put it in a condom and put it up her. Ooh. And that's how she traveled with it. She said the, the cat skin can't catch it. Hmm. Okay. I don't like weed that much, though. It probably like a cancerous growth on that kitty. <laughs> she put it in the condom and stick it up for That's how she traveled with it. You know what? Before we start telling on ourselves some more, let's take a quick commercial break before we get <laughs> indicted here and the DEA gives us a call. We'll be right back with more TGF after this. <laughs> Welcome back to TGIF. Alan Q, I got a uh, question for y'all. When's the last time either of you had some pink meats? <laughs> well, you know, I like mine um, well done. I like mine more on the brown persuasion. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I had sashimi before. You know, <laughs> I had yellowtail before. Oh, really? <laughs> it's been a while, though. Did my gentleman call us be of the brown persuasion? <clears throat> Yeah, I, you know, I've dated all, I've dated all races. Uh, so, you know, I'm not, I have a preference, but I have definitely um, dated all races. Al got pink meek himself. <laughs> well, it's funny y'all both went to the sexual route because I was talking about food. Oh, girl, oh. girl get oh. off the line. Girl, a woman called 911 after she claimed she was served pink meat at a North Carolina barbecue restaurant. Now, the woman, Annie Cook, wrote a Google review and explained why she called the police for this. She wrote, worst customer service I've ever had in my life. Barbecue was very pink um, and it had lots of fat on it. Tried to go back and tell them I either want my money or something else. And they refused to do either. After I called the cops up there, they gave me one piece of chicken and a bag and said, keep the plate. Cops said I had to file a civil suit with the courts. Worst food ever. Cheese, not even melted on my mac and cheese. Now, the owner of the restaurant responded that barbecue turns pink when it's smoked. Cook claims that when police arrived, they didn't even appear to be concerned and instead rolled their eyes. Would y'all have called the police over some pink meat out? Will you like... Well, this got to be a Karen. Actually, Claudia, you know, I, I went to graduate school in uh, in the research triangle area. So I'm very familiar with this particular place. This place has been around since the 1930s. Very good uh, a barbecue. If anybody wants to find a barbecue spot in North Carolina, please go there. Um, and I the thing was, how did she get the police to even show up with this type of phone call? That's what the question is for me. And it appeared to me to be like a Karen situation because when the cops came, they didn't hold her liable. They let her still complain. But the owners look like her. Right. So it was a standoff. And the lady said, listen, this is what it looks like. Have you never had um, a smoked 
um, barbecue before. So this is interesting. I want to know how did the police even make it to the establishment over uh, my meat isn't cooked enough uh, situation? Was it a white lady? Her name sounded like it. It was like an Annie. What was that's the name? Why, that's why she, they showed up. That's why they showed up. We over here talking about, I got someone dying on my lap, and they be like, eh. The white lady called talking about some pink meat. We'll be right there. Well, okay. is it a small town where they didn't have nothing else to do? Yeah, Raleigh, North Carolina is not that small. Oh, it was in Raleigh. Yeah, it's in the research triangle. Raleigh is not that small. I mean, Al, it, I'm not as smart as you. I don't know what the research triangle is. <laughs> <laughs> you don't went to all the schools and had all the jobs. So I don't know. I'm geographically non-astute. I don't know what the research triangle is. But here's the thing. You know, and forgive me, soulmates, I don't want y'all to get mad with me, but mental illness is on an all-time high. For you to not have the capacity and the mental bandwidth to not call the police and tie up state and city resources over something so trivial, that speaks to her mental capacity. I mean, mm -hmm. this was just not a police issue. And who has who has all this time who has all this time on their hands to create this problem, wait for the police, wait for the argument, fuss for different meat? Who has all this time? And then to post a Google review and then go on your Facebook and share the story. I'm like you, this is either mental illness at its finest or it's someone looking for a moment. And obviously she we're covering it on the show, so she got her moment. You know, um, I think people have no coping skills. I've mentioned it before. There's no conflict. They can't resolve anything without going extreme. You can't just say, hey, I'm dissatisfied with my food. Can I have my money back? Or, or just in a calm manner. Or sometimes just let it go. Sometimes you just got to take the L and that's it. Like escalating into this and, and making the, such a big deal out of, out of this. People, people just can't cope. I don't know. I don't know. It's a mess. All right. Speaking of a mess, on a recent ish, uh, episode of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, Scrappy confronted uh, his mother, Mama D, about his painful childhood. Scrappy emotionally told his mother, I grew up in a whorehouse. I grew up in a trap house. So all I knew was that. Scrappy told Mama D that he is still dealing with his traumatic experience from childhood because no one helped him work through it when he was a child. What are your thoughts on the things Scrappy said to his mom? Q, let's start with you. What do you think about this? You know what? These are the moments that reality TV are made of, and these are the moments that I miss. Scrappy told that woman, you don't know what it's like to be a child and not be able to sleep in your room because somebody is in your room, F-U-C-K-I-N-G. You know what I'm saying? He had to sleep with his mama the whole time because she ran a trap house and a whorehouse, you know what I'm saying? But what I do like about this is that on the flip side, he understood that what Mama D did was a means to an end, and that is what funded his rap career. So while he blamed her for some of his trauma, he also acknowledged that she did the best she could with what she had. And if it wasn't for those activities, that he wouldn't be the little scrappy that we see today. But reality TV needs to get back to this and not all the fake stunting and fake jewelry and fake cars. And, and I can tell you so much about love and hip-hop, but I want to keep my jobs with Viacom, so I'm going to stop. Same. Thank you. You mean Al. Listen, I, mean, I, Al, yeah. I agree. <laughs> it's okay. <Bye>. <laughs> Come on. 
<laughs> I, I, I agree with Q. This to me was powerful. This was emotional. This was a level of vulnerability that we don't see coming from male entertainers and rappers. It's the thing that Q always talks about that mat that toxic masculinity. He he actually uh, you know approached this on a huge platform like Love and Hip Hop to watch him come to those emotions and emit that like in front of all the other cast members and and in, in, in front of America in essence was amazing. But you know what? This is my thing as I watch Mama D stand there and take it. There was a part of her that was still like very disconnected with her son. She was still somewhat stubborn. And and I said this to myself. I said, black women go through so much crap as a single mother, and especially black single mothers. They go through social isolation, judgment, alienation. They have lost opportunities. They have lack of a support system. So what is she supposed to do? She is simply trying to provide for her family and she also herself is trying to survive. So who do you get mad at when the person is doing the best that they can given the circumstances that they got? Let me add a little context to this. Mama D is a nurse with an education from Georgia State University. Wow. Yeah, bro. She's a, Mama D's a good friend of mine. I, I, I talked to Mama D on a regular. I just talked to her last week. But Mama D has an education from Georgia State University and was a nurse. Mm. I, I like both of them. And um, I, I got the, the, the pleasure of hosting the reunion for Love and Hip Hop Atlanta that's going to be airing actually next week. And I'm so proud of this, um, what we did there. Um, and when I say we actually them, they got to explore that moment and go even deeper and to see a black man and his mother deal with some of the traumas that so many shake off and act like I'm good. Nah, that's the, he was vulnerable. And I think we need to see more moments like that from our black men. I, I just couldn't imagine what it feels like to just have all that bottle up inside. And I think we just become so used to trauma. Like it's, I think Black Americans, most of us have a lot of kind of family trauma, traumas dealing with racism in America and just a lot of stuff that we kind of keep to ourselves. But it's really a big deal. And to see him like pour his heart out like that and cry and release that, I, I, I thought it was a beautiful moment and, and, and nothing to be ashamed of. And, and I, I would love to see more people express themselves like that. All right, y'all, let's lend, end on a lighter note. Social media loves some of the outfits that our favorite celebs wore uh, at the CFDA Awards this week. So because of that, let's play a game of hit or miss and see which celebrities' outfits were on point. Y'all ready to do this? Let's do it. Okay. Well, I feel like fashion police with Joan Rivers, honey. <laughs> <laughs> First up, Kiki Palmer. Was she a hit or a miss? Mm. A hiss. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hiss. Oh, okay. I, I don't really like it. Uh, Julia Fox, hit or miss? I don't like her miss. 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 I, miss for crisis. That's a miss. Okay, Al, let me ask you about this one. Kim Kardashian, hit or miss? I didn't, Kim Kardashian? I didn't see the Kim Kardashian. Oh, I can't really see it. Oh, I like I that one. Metallic. I is like that Kim or is that Chloe? I, it's, I don't know. That's Chloe. Oh, Chloe. Chloe. Okay. That's Chloe. Well, oh, she all, look good with that paid for body. Yeah, I kinda, that's like metallic, right? She bought the right body. She picked the right one. That's good. Oh, my God. Janelle Monet, hit or miss? Oh, what? 
I'm going to have to pass on that. Is well, that we only got 30 seconds left, so I got enough time to comment. Okay. You know what? I think she's absolutely beautiful. And uh, just look at the face, not the clothes. Right, I want to thank my co-host, Al Reynolds and Funky Daddy. Oh, Claudia, real quick before you go, and really quick, I just want to thank uh, the Fox Soul team, Justin, Destiny, and you, Claudia, for picking these um, stories tonight uh, and, and allowing us to talk about Black men being, being vulnerable and, and sharing. I, I'd love that. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, y'all. No problem. Stick around. We had a new episode of Kitchen Talk, and we'll see y'all on Friday where you can ask us questions and be nosy. All right, y'all. Bye, y'all. I'm going to go get it. I'm gonna get it <laughs> Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.